And welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay, and today we've got a hell of a podcast for you. We're going to talk about Star Wars Rebels in full spoiler detail. That's one of your warnings. Uh, t- to talk about it today, I've got... Well, I feel like you're my Star Wars guest for <laughs> most pods at the moment. It's uh, Mr. Daniel Bibby. Dan Bibby, hello. Hello. It's not a bad title to have. Star Wars guest. I know. There are worse roles. Star Wars guest. Like one of those when you appear as like um what do they call it like a Star Wars correspondent on the news <laughs> that's what your little title would be that is like the dream uh, <laughs> um before we talk about it just a few things as usual head over to www.talknerdy.uk it's our website on there you can read all sorts of blogs and vlogs and listen to more podcasts and watch stuff. It's fantastic. And don't forget to follow us on all the socials at TalkNerdyUK for Instagram and Twitter and TalkNerdyUK on Facebook. And don't forget to email us as well, TalkNerdyUK at gmail.com. Without... Out, uh, without... Uh. <laughs> Why I struggle then to say, with that out the way, apparently my tongue did not that want is, it out the way. That is not out the way. Now it... That is not out the way. With... Uh, this is the way. With that out the way, we're going to talk about Rebels. excited to talk about Rebels, actually. This is one of the most I've been excited to talk about in a while. Um, let's talk, I mean, let's, yeah, let's just talk about fucking Star Wars Rebels. When did you discover it? Um, right off the back of uh, Clone Wars during uh, lockdown number one. I'd ran out of Clone Wars and, uh, again, my brother said it, it follows on from it really well and from the look of it, it looks really, it doesn't look as uh, like, there's isn't much effort gone into it, I guess. It looks very smooth. There's not a lot of texture to it. Like, judging it completely aesthetically. Because as soon as it was about half, half into, uh, halfway into the first season, I was sold. Yeah. I know what you mean about the animation. Uh, but we'll talk about that more in a bit. So, yeah, you watched it in lockdown one. I have only gotten onto it because Clone Wars finished and you recommended it. And I thought I'd give it a go. And overall, I mean, what we'll get into the nitty gritty, but... First impressions overall, like what's your what's what do you reckon about Rebels? Uh, I think it's on a par, if not maybe at times better than Clone Wars, which is hard because I really like Clone Wars. See, for me, it's better than Clone Wars, which surprised me. I don't know why. I had it in my head that you wouldn't like it as much. I love it. 
I absolutely love it. Um, I didn't think I'd like it because one, let, I mean, we'll talk about that. The the animation, it's, it is really smooth. It's dead. It looks dead basic bitch animation. And I'm not going to lie. There are some bits which made me wince. Like, I feel like <laughs> whenever a character was introduced that has been in the Skywalker saga. So like, yeah, again, we're talking spoilers, by the way. So Leia, Lando, um, anyone like that. I thought they didn't look like the person. It looked like a, a Funko Pop version. At I, think best. It, I think it did. I don't think that was that was too bad. The thing the thing that annoyed me most was they really overused the uh, the John Williams themes. So like every time, like for example, like Lando would come on, you'd get da, 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 just in the background, or like a sunrise, and it would go da, 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 and it, it kind of killed it. Yeah. For me. Any, any kind of reference I to kind of... something that was really Star Wars or something that was like had appeared before, any kind of poignant moment would be like one of three John Williams themes, and they kind of lost their effect. <laughs> I did, I did get that in the final series when there was a bit more Hera shows up with go- the ghost, and um, it started playing the the uh, Luke's theme, and I all of a sudden yeah. went. Wait, why the fuck is Luke's theme playing? It's <laughs> it's Hera in the gut, and then my brain went, "That's because that's what they've always played." And then another part of my brain was going, "Whoa, stop! They've been doing this all the way through, and you haven't picked up on it." <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, repetitive musically, but and yeah, but at the same time, I think like it was a really nice way to ease me in and make me feel like this is Star Wars by playing the nostalgic noises I need to hear. Yeah, they kind of had to do that a little bit more because they were all um, new characters. The main cast, only the core cast of characters, were brand new mm. to the show. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's for me, it's better. And one thing that struck me was, I felt like after watching, I was halfway through season two, and I just thought, yeah. why was this not what they ran with with the films? Like, I get it later on. I, I feel like season... After midway through season two and onwards, I kind of get. But the first season, I was just like, they could have done this. Yeah, I know. Because for me, it was it's strong. frustrating. It was just so strong. Um, was it, and it was another Filoni, wasn't it? Yeah. If and that, that's what's right so thing. annoying about it, as you say. It was, it was the first effort that Disney put out, and it was really good. Although I hadn't even like heard of it, I don't think, until... I knew of Clone Wars. I didn't know Rebels even existed until I had Disney Plus, and it's so much better than um, the, the the film reboots, the continuations, uh, Episode Seven. Yeah, I know you really. I, mean, I know I, you really I, like Force Awakens, but would you not have been happier had they not done this kind of thing, live action? Yes, yes. I mean, I, I'm I'm not even gonna jump around it. It's actually, this is what's made me question the sequels. I've Everything that's come out and that we've watched and people like Mandalorian has made me realise the sequels weren't good. Loads of people say that. This is what's made me go, oh my god, I feel like I was robbed with the sequels because this <laughs> yeah. was just stronger. I mean, it's, I'm not alone as well. We're not alone. Uh, IMDB, 8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 98%. Wow, yeah, but Last Jedi has ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes too. So, does it? Yeah, let's check that. Last Jedi, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It seems to be an inverse thing with Rotten Tomatoes. If it's if everyone dislikes the film, it scores really high. If everyone really well, likes it's... it, it scores really low. 
It's dipped to 90% now. Has it? It was so, 99 the other yeah. day. Ah, uh, that's, that's stonks going down, I'm afraid. Skywalker stonks going down. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, let's just let's just talk about it. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about, like, characters and shit? Or, yeah. like, where do you want to go? Well, in? I have a couple of little pieces of... Well, one main bit of trivia that I don't know if you know about it. Do you know where they get... Well, no, go on, because I, I went to look up some trivia and I couldn't find anything about it well, because I feel like what you've just said is true. No one really knows about this and yeah. no one's talking about it. Well, I know we, we've bashed the uh, the animation style already, but um, do you know what it's based on, like the kind of overall look of the show? No. it's it, They've taken um, a lot of influence from uh, Ralph... Um, what's his name? Ralph, Ralph McQuarrie. Ricky Ralph. <laughs> Ralph McQuarrie is like concept artist for Star Wars. He does uh, like you know um, the the space spider in the Mandalorian, the ice spider. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's original concept yeah. art by him. And then so, I showed you that picture, didn't I, of, of the original art for that? I think you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, there's we, there's, a, little, there's little a bunch of really have. specific ones that you look at, like early concept art for um, Darth Vader looks like uh, how Vader looks in Rebels. He's got that kind of, like, longer look to him. Um, and Zeb, um, the character Zeb, is based on early concept designs for Chewbacca as well. Oh, really? Yeah. If, if you look at a picture of... How weird. ...of early Chewbacca, he's got, like, the same face. He doesn't have, like, the kind of um, three-pronged feet that Zeb has, but the face is the same shape, and he's kind of got those, like, long limbs. He's not as furry. He doesn't look like a, a carpet. I mean... There was Zeb. Oh, who was who was your favorite character? Of, who was your favorite character of the main cast? Yeah, um, Kanan. Okay, unusual. I wouldn't have put you down for a Kanan. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I just nothing wrong with Kanan. This is one thing about it. I like every character. I, my biggest other fear was. I'm not going to like some of these characters because uh, I thought it was purely for kids. I I had heard of Rebels. It, it looks it, doesn't it? Yeah, and I thought, and I saw it on face value, and thought this is for proper little kitty winkles. Uh, it's but it's very much not. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is I a little was... bit more than than Clone Wars, but not like, not condescendingly so. No, not at all. Um, for me, weirdly, it was it's hard, I, I, hard for I, me it's to yours, pick. Yours... Yours Chopper, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I fucking love Chopper. Like, uh, <laughs> droids, I get I get proper attached to droids in Star Wars, but I am, by that own account, I'm uncritical of droids if they don't meet my high standards of what I enjoy. <laughs> Chopper, and this, some people might fling the car radio out the car as I say this or rip out their headphones. I, I, pref- I prefer him to R2-D2. Oh, my word. On it, he was more, He was like, what R2-D2 wants to be in my head? R2-D2 is like going to be all gusto and bravado and just like, fuck you, I, I won't do what you tell me. But you know what? Chopper de- is that actually and more. Like, I love how he just doesn't no, give a shit. I, I, how fast I dis- he get, runs I disagree. around. Why? I think R2-D2 Why? is... Because R2, R2 is everything he wants to be. He is... Um, brave and you know he goes into situations without any kind of fear when he knows he's going to be saving someone or helping out in some way chopper is just a lunatic yeah he is you know a hero as well but he's fucking insane yeah but 
I feel like, uh, no, I mean, like, the way R2 is portrayed in the original Star Wars is, like, this is the unpredictable mental droid. He will do whatever. Like, look out. Oh, no, it's R2-D2. But I feel like Chopper is the more modern equivalent of, you thought that was crazy. It's 2020, bitches. Let's look at the, this is crazy. Look, he's got arms. He'll fire a gun and fly at you. He speaks in, like, (laughs) I could understand what he was saying. I never saw, I never saw him as a R two as crazy at all. I definitely. I mean, I don't know if it's because of, like the noises he made or like. I, I think also C three PO or we like even states in the first movie doesn't he goes there's always there's something a bit funny about him his circuits are fucked well not not line for line he says the circuits are fucked but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I do I'm sorry he says circuits are fucked. Um, but I do Chopper's feel another like one, he... though. That the, there's a picture of the main cast of the original trilogy in Ralph McQuarrie's concept art, and R2-D2 looks a bit like Chopper. He's got, like, those extra arms coming out of his head, and he's got, like, I... that kind of extra big wheel in the middle, so, like, he's pivoting all the time. I, lo- I, I just loved everything Chopper... Whenever Chopper was on screen, I was just watching him. Like, his little... I loved his little mannerisms. I like trying to figure out what he was saying, which I, nine times out of ten, somehow did. Like, when Zeb was going, I don't understand him. I can't make it out. I was like, well, why the fuck do I? And you've been on the ship with him for so long. <laughs> did, you not, um, did you have your hands on your hips? Like, well, I do. Yeah, but, and he put his little hands on his hips as well, because he's got them little hands. They're amazing. Yeah, he um, It's easier yeah. for him to physically express himself, I suppose. But that part of that is animation, too. Because you couldn't yeah. do all of that with a um, an animatronic or a robot. Do you know he's no. in he's in he's in Rogue One? Is he? Yeah, only for like half a frame, but you see him just go out a shot in Rogue One when they're at the Rebel base. Fucking hell! I might. I mean, I'm, I know. Me- I'm sure they, that. And they mentioned the they mentioned Captain Sindula over the intercom as well. I do like. I know that there's um, yeah. someone said that you can see uh, the ghost in that scene, the final, like the massive battle. You can see the ghost. Yeah, yeah. If you look the ghost up. is is in the in the fight very briefly, but it is there. I had that pointed out to me, and I went back to check, and I was like, "It is." It did make me quite excited. <laughs> um, but there's yeah, there's nothing wrong with the the rest of the cast. All Kanan is brilliant. I I'm I think that's what really won it for me initially was seeing this Jedi who doesn't want to be a Jedi and he's almost scared of his own Jedi powers and just is what... And then it's like a reverse Obi-Wan. Well, almost. You I know what I mean? I think he's kind of a bit embarrassed that he never got to... Because he's, he's like a Padawan, isn't he, really, at the start? Because you know, he never took the trials because the war broke out. Or Order 66 was issued before he got to take the trials. So he's just he's still a Padawan. A Padawan without a master. And yet yeah. still being a master to um, Ezra. And and I, that's why I thought him and Hera were definitely a thing because the way they act in that first season and knowing that he never completed his Jedi training, I thought, well, he just thought, well, I might as well, I might as well fuck, I might as well get my dick wet. <laughs> I've made no commitments, and uh, I had no idea that when it got to the final season and they're talking about talking about they love each other, I was like, are you are you kidding me? You definitely you've definitely been together. I'm sure you have. I, in my head, they were together before the show started, but then when they started acting as a rebel cell, they thought it wasn't very responsible to stay together because they, they would um, prioritise each other over everyone else, which is which doesn't 
wouldn't work if you're fighting a war. Yeah, I think there's something they say as well in that final season. They say something about that, like we, like I can't remember the dialogue, but they do mention something of we agreed or we decided yeah. it wouldn't be that clever. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. But no, Kanan's like a strong Jedi, and I know why people wanted to see a live-action Kanan appear in The Mandalorian. Why they thought yeah. he would, I do not know, because he very clearly dies in a burning fury. <laughs> I mean, Mace Windu could have maybe come back, because you see him, the Windu go out the window, but we don't see him land. That's fair enough, but he, I mean, poor I mean, fucking... Um... If anyone can bring back a character, it's Dave Filoni. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. And find a reason. I mean, you've got um, that established in, in in Rebels where they go into that kind of I can't remember what they call it, but it's like a it's like another plane. Where they go in where? I think I can't remember what it's called, but they go into like another plane and there's loads of portals to different areas of time. And there is a part where doesn't Ezra drag out Ahsoka from yeah right yeah 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 she's gonna yeah. die. So they could he use watches that him for... die again. So he he. he... It's like a Doctor oh, Who shit, yeah, no, he does thing, isn't it? He figures yeah, out does, that doesn't, doesn't, he, he, doesn't he try to do that and he can't... stops him from yeah, dying, they now. all die. He needs yeah, to yeah. die. I remember now. Well, I just outlogicked myself. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, definitely needs to stay dead. Um, but, I, I mean, Kanan... Kanan was great, and I really liked this kind of, like, he doesn't want to be... Like you said, he's a bit embarrassed, and then he kind of takes it on, and then he embraces it, and he gets further and further... And then I was a little bit annoyed when they made him go blind. I I thought Why? it was co- I don't know. I remember I thought, whoa, that's cool. Like when it happens like the act of him being blinded. But then when it starts and you see season three and he's blind now, I was like, Oh no, I don't like this. I would have preferred it be temporary or something. I know- I- I know what you mean. I don't think it was the fact I wasn't I wasn't annoyed that they'd done it. It was kind of like it was saddening, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad yeah, um, development I mean, in the story. Yeah, I feel like it was yeah, it was really sad and I thought like this kind of but it kind of took away from his personality a bit because he was quite quirky and it, you don't see it until like season 4 he starts acting like that again, but he he'd been a bit like I think the like Kanan really won me over when there's a scene where Zeb and Ezra are like having a fight and every, stuff falls on them and they and like they're in a really funny position on the floor and he <laughs> Kanan like walks in to tell them something stops and looks at them and they go we can explain it goes I don't care and turns around and walks out and I was, <laughs> I was laughing my sides off of that because it was like the comedy timing of that was actually really fucking funny and yeah, I can't the think jokes of any of it. No other Jedi, every other Jedi I can think of would have stayed stum and sensible or given them a telling off. He's just like, you know what? Don't give a shit. Can't be bothered with this. <laughs> Not many Jedis do that. So, Just really deadpan. Yeah, he's really deadpan. And I feel like when he got blinded, he became less deadpan and more spiritual like Jedis do. And it kind of made him a bit samey to me. And then by the yeah. end of that season and then into the fourth one, it becomes a bit more deadpan again. But no, Kanan... well, had, he, had he not lost his sight, then you wouldn't have come across uh, Bendu. Well, again, another. Now, well, hold on. I want to. I'm going to like talk about this now. So there's some weird, weird stuff happens in Rebels. So much so that I wanted to read you this. Let me find it. So I messaged my mate um, 
about Rebels. The one who I gave a name check, uh, his name's Liam. He told me to watch Clone Wars. Um, and he he never mentioned Rebels. So um, I messaged him saying... Where is it? Uh, where did it go? Rebels is better than Clone, War- Clone Wars. And he just put, it's not. It's really not. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I was like, mate, shut up. Don't be grumpy. Rebels is better than Clone Wars. I'm going to read you the following of what you then put. Just wait for the Force Wolves. I went, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I put, what? And he put, sorry, the giant flying Force Wolves. <laughs> and, and then he put, sorry, the teleporting flying giant horsey Force Wolves. And then I put, like, the uh, office gif of him going... Don't you dare. And, he put, <laughs> and then he put, as if something that ridiculous could be true. Or could it? And I put, I'm not listening to you now. And then he puts, force dolphins, flying space, force dolphins. Flying space, force dolphins with hyperdrives. Oh, no, sorry. Whales. They're flying space force whales. And I just was like, I'm not talking to you anymore. you just, you're, you're just winding me up. Little did I know... <laughs> <laughs> he was not lighting you up. No, but I think what was a, a good point made by um, by myself, and you've just said it is what's his name, Bentu. Bendu. Bendu. I went. He, ben- to me, he, I went. What's Bendu then? I went because if if anything, it's like in Clone Wars when they discover like gods and witches and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a massive universe. It isn't weird to me that at yeah. all. As long the, as the, 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 the trippy kind of magical kind of fantasy side of Star Wars is explored so much more in these shows because it it lends itself more to animation rather than live action. If you saw that in a movie, you'd be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Because mm. it's just it's too jarring to see alongside other stuff that's a bit more quote unquote grounded. But it doesn't yeah. mean it's, it's, it, it you know it can't be canon or make sense because you know the Force in itself is a weird thing to introduce so why can't you explain it in all these different ways and meet all these people who use it in different ways yeah i'm, I'm with you i think it's because you've also got including to wolves we're talking about a galaxy far far away so there's unlimited potential because it's space with life in it and then like it said the force is a is a life force it runs through everything everything so it can have been in stuff that's ancient my first thought when i heard tom baker's voice come out of bendu was right he is like an ancient as fuck being who is in tune yeah. with the force and i got it instantly like there are gonna be monsters gods and monsters like how the doctor has discovered like the satan the origin of satan i i totally yeah. began th- and the other thing like you say is star wars borrows a lot from like like Eastern and ninja, I don't want to say ninja, but like, you know, like samurai based films and Eastern yeah, yeah, yeah. mythology, and there's dragons and all sorts and that as well. So I'm, I again was totally on board. I didn't, I thought it, it did, it suited it. Ben Thu's voice, I didn't clock that it was Tom Baker because I just, I just liked how it sounded because it sounded uh, distant but powerful. And I was like, what? Like, it's trippy to listen to the voice, the way they'd mixed it or the effect they'd put on it. I don't know what it was. So I just searched it to see who it was, and then I was really surprised when I found out it was Tom Baker. 
I mean, I, I, did they put a mix on it? Because I feel like that's how Tom yeah. Baker just sounds all the time to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now I, the, after I knew it was him, I knew it was him. But it was, but even so, I could tell there was some kind of reverb or something on it that was affecting how it sounded because it just sounded otherworldly. Like imagine him telling you off as a kid. It was like <laughs> you'd never do it again. Oh my god! Like when Bendu like changes and his eyes go white so I was like oh fuck run fuck fuck I am yeah. scared of Tom Baker <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he doesn't uh, subscribe to the light side or the dark side he just uses all aspects of the force and isn't evil yeah or is he like it's like is he evil because like he then go he's well, no, just like get off has- my planet yeah. and then he doesn't yeah. and, the, and but he still aims at like he still takes pot shots at Kanan as they're escaping it's like yeah, I feel like I mean, it's a real. He's not grave. taking sides. Yeah. He's asking for help. He's asking for help, and he goes, "No, why should I help you?" <laughs> it's like I, I don't owe you anything. I'm not. I'm not on your side. I'm not on their side either. Yeah, I'm, I get that. It, it is. It's like when they talk about the Grey Jedi, which I really they need to bring that in. They need to make that canon again. The Grey Jedi. Mm-hmm. That well, um, Ahsoka is basically a Grey Jedi. Isn't I she? know. I'm hoping that they go along this and make like, well. Yeah, so Ahsoka's weird in this. I, I, it's not that she, she was another one that I thought didn't look like Ahsoka. It looked like someone had tried to draw Ahsoka. Yeah, was... she doesn't. She doesn't have like the big anime eyes, and you know, I guess she's a bit older, so maybe that's just to make yeah, her not look I, as I, young. I tried to like from some angles she did, but from like I think face forward, I was like, it looks like someone in Ahsoka cosplay. It's weird. It doesn't look right. Um, yeah, it takes weird to get used to. And another thing is how thin the lightsabers are. Yes, I, thank you for reminding me on that. I did think I was like, mine's thicker than that. <laughs> 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 They're really thin. It's like the the light that exudes from them, but isn't part of the main, for want of a better mm. word, shaft of light. Kind of gets it to the width of what a lightsaber should be <laughs> with without that refraction. But like the actual main bit in the middle is so thin. Are we still talking about the lightsabers? <laughs> We're still talking about the lightsabers. Right, I'm just making sure, because I know you are reading Fifty Shades of Grey at the moment, so... I'm... Yeah, cock on the brain. Um, I was... Here's something I meant to look up before um, we did this, but one thing that I was hoping would get kind of sorted and talked about uh, was what Inquisitors are, because I was kind of confused. Were they... Um, like Padawans who hadn't been killed and been raised by the Sith. Um, without without any spoilers, if you carry on playing Jedi Fallen Order, you will get all the answers you require. Oh, okay, okay, because they did. They met this. This is what I mean. They appeared in Jedi Fallen Order, and I was like, for fuck's yeah. sake, do I need to know what Inquisitors are? Because I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Um, Not right, for the I- sake of, Re- of Rebel, because Rebels has obviously been out and for a while. By the time the game came out, the game is just kind of like. They're one of the villains, and it explains their origin a lot more. All right, well, I'll tell you what, in case people haven't played that and I'm playing that, I don't want to know. Um, If you want to look it up, look it up, and I'm going to close that window telling me what it is right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Let's talk about Ezra. Yes, Space Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) That's honest. Honestly, the first thing that came to my head because because I was I was watching I'd finished I'd finished Clone Wars and I went straight into Rebels and I was like this better be good and within about five minutes I was like this is Space Aladdin, he's running through 
what looks like Agrabah, stealing yeah. stuff because he can't, can't afford to buy it. <laughs> he hasn't got any parents, he's homeless. Yeah, what a... I hadn't, I hadn't put that together. That's, I mean, you... I feel like because of Ezra, did you put something in your blog about how the the orid like they follow that Disney are following like the same tropes of all yeah, Star Wars Luke, as, as as Luke's kind of jumping off point because the, the two the two the two quote unquote reboot reboots they did were this Rebels and then when they started the film franchise again with Force Awakens and they were both Ezra and Ray were both orphans on a desert planet see my same my, as Luke was my thing about Star Wars is. I don't think that's a trope. I think that's a realistic quality that needs to happen for the character to exist. And I, I, because if you've got a full family, I just don't believe that you want to leave the family family because there's so much war and danger out there that you're not that interested. If you look at the original cast, uh, Han Solo, parents gone, dead. You don't even know. But when you look into it more, yeah, he's alone. Luke yeah. becomes alone. Obi-Wan, don't know anything about him, alone. Um, and blah, 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 Leia? Leia, at that well, point, well, you, you don't Obi- really know Obi-Wan anything about been, her. Obi-Wan will have been taken by the Republic as a baby. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like it's part of Star Wars lore that all these kind of adventures through the spores... Spores? Through the Force... I suppose, but but going at it so obviously in terms of putting them on another desert planet is just a little bit on the nose. It wasn't a desert like, planet, like, though. Lothal is definitely a de- desert planet. No, they run through the grasses and the plains, and like even like. Oh, make... But come on, though, it's 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 like it's like the Sahara in the rainy season. It's not like beautiful woods and forests. It's just don't, kind of like don't a talk bit of, seasons a of... to me. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> it's it's just like a little bit of of greenery on an otherwise um, entirely barren planet. Mm. I mean, I, I, I get it, but I think it, it pulled it off with finesse. I th- feel like it. They was... did. I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just. I was just pointing it out. Yeah, it, but it, I, I, I'm I'm all right with if the if every Star Wars character was an orphan from this point on in everything Disney do, does, I wouldn't even bat an eyelid at it because for me it makes more sense and <laughs> well, they it's could, believable. Try and, they could try and put a spin on it in that, you know, they have a family but they're just, you know, mistreated or they don't get along with them or there's something oh, else do. that happens. they do, they do. That's, um, what's his name, Sabine? Yeah, but that's that's Mandalorian stuff. We don't want to get into that. That's all, that's all honour-based and shit mm. like that. Well, there was, yeah, there was something I was kind of... Worried about in this. Well, t- well, we'll go into that Mandalorian stuff in a bit. So Sabine is a Mandalorian. Um, yeah. She brings a lot of Mandalorian lore with her. She's um, a lot more fun than previous Mandalorians have been seen in Clone Wars. And Yeah, obsessed with graffiti. Yeah, like with art and with, um, and with blowing stuff up. And she's, again, another interesting character. And there's this kind of... She rogue- was my least favourite of the, of the crew. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I probably would have to put her last, but it's not, it's not the worst place to be. It's like picking my my worst flavor jelly baby. Like I like all <laughs> jelly babies. It just so happens that I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like the, the Sabine centric episodes I sat through rather than enjoyed. Is that because they were Mandalorian? Yeah, I don't know what, why. I just, I, I, I mean, I love the show, The Mandalorian, but The Mandalorian episodes, for the most part, 
in Clone Wars as well were a bit boring. It's because it's really, it's really, what's the word? I wanted to say arty-farty then, but that isn't it. It's really all, like, I'm trying to think, not highbrow. It's, there's no emotions in Mandalore. So I feel like, yeah. is, is, there, is there someone in Star Trek like that? Isn't there a race in Star Trek that don't show emotions? The or, Vulcans. Is it a bit Vulcan-y then? Like... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's all based on I don't know, kind of a mix between Klingons and Vulcans because Klingons kind of like put put honor above all else. So it's a bit like that, I suppose. They're, they're just they're just mm. they just care about what's what's the most honorable thing, and if you do something dishonorable, then you are banished. Well, no, and the Mandalorians I, seem like that too. I thought I I I was kind of wondering where they're gonna go with. I like the way they did a friends Rachel Ross thing with Ezra and. Um, Sabine, like Sabine, Sabine definitely didn't seem interested, but Ezra definitely was. And I thought, will will she end up like falling for him? And I like how it ended with no, never, ne- nothing ever happens, and they just have a really yeah. close bond, which was cool as fuck. I liked that. Yeah, um, we didn't really talk about Ezra. We skimmed over and just called him Aladdin and moved on. Um, <laughs> totally. I'm actually, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take back what I said. Sabine isn't my least favourite character. Ezra is. How come? I just didn't, like... I, I thought he was, like... I, what was making him interesting to me at first, when I really enjoyed the first couple of seasons, was his temptation and uh, connection to the dark side. Like, it was clearly there. And yeah. could easily be manipulated. And I thought, it's like another Anakin. Like, but what's going to happen? And yeah. then by, by the third season, he's grown um, and uh, Kane's still blind. Um, but they haven't talked about his blindness for the entire time he's grown. I got a bit confused by that, um, <laughs> it, which was weird. But by then, he's lost that connection to the dark side. They, well, they get rid of it because they destroy the holocron, the, the Sith holocron or whatever. They just dispose of it. And then yeah. that's it. And he just becomes kind of... Another Jedi, and he had a bit of personality, but not as much as the others. I don't know. I just didn't feel. Yeah, but like at, least, I... at least he ha- at least he had that arc. You know, if yeah. you don't like him after after he's not going to be seduced by the dark side anymore, then fair enough. But you know, Sabine was just kind of the same level of beige throughout the whole show. I mean, she ironic was definitely not so colourful. Be- <laughs> yeah, and no, I was going to say beige. Well, that's a harsh term for someone who ventured throughout the rainbow of colours on a character. <laughs> Um, yeah, she just she just didn't appeal to me. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When she went to Mandalore and de- decides not to come back, and then a few episodes later, he's like, I've, "I'm gonna go get Sabine to help me." I was like, "Oh shit, Sabine!" <laughs> I <laughs> did. Why you? I thought you guys said you were like, well, "Don't feel like you have to go get Sabine." You can just leave them. <laughs> no, I'm not doing a chopper who did that with everyone. No, we can leave them behind. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, chopper the dick. Our chopper, our chopper is the guy who will totally like on a night out leave you with the bar tab and run off with a girl. Like that is Chopper. <laughs> I love Chopper so much. Um, I do. I do like the fact that he's a very old droid and he does the job perfectly. I love stuff like that. Like he, he beats all the kind of newer. Like the, 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 when Sabine paints him. When he's going into the uh, all the imperial bases and stuff, and it c- mm. clearly looks like a paint job. Like it, like sometimes it looks really rushed, 
but it's like a really old model of Astrodroid, and they're like, yeah, fine, just uh, go in there. And this falls for all the time. Because, yeah, because you don't suspect that an, that older model of Astrodroid could be anything yeah. dangerous. It just reminds, it reminds me of, like, have you got like a piece of technology in your life that you, you could easily get a newer version of, but you're attached to this one because it's, it works and you know how to use it really well. And there's nothing, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I, mean, I think I'm that's reco- what uh, Hera feels like about Chopper. I'm recording this on a 12-year-old laptop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mix all of my stuff on, like, yeah, 11, 12-year-old laptop too, because I know, I know perfectly how to do everything on it. And not yeah. that I couldn't relearn how to do it on a new one, but, you know, it works, so what's yeah. the point? If but that's what I feel about Chopper too. Um, one thing I did like about Ezra in the beginning as well is, is he's a bit cocky, says what he's thinking all the time. Um, but one thing he picks up on quite quickly and the relationship was strained at first and then takes a while to grow is him and Zeb not getting along was brilliant writing. Yeah. And hearing the amount of times he complains about Zeb's smell and like yeah. how much, <laughs> and like Zeb being like, I don't notice, there's no smell, there's not, no smell at all. And then a few series later on when Hera's taking Darth Maul round the ghost, he goes in like, uh, Sabine's room looks in it and goes, hmm. And then goes to Zeb and Ezra's room and he goes, unusual smell. I was <laughs> 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 just like, he fucking stinks, that's why. <laughs> that's, I, li- I like Zeb, but like, it, it's the funniest bits are when everyone gets angry at him. He, he doesn't have a lot of um, personal qualities that I find um, yeah. entertaining. I like it when he says Carabast. I like it when... Yeah, I like Carabast as well. That's like, that became the new, I have a bad feeling about this to me. It's a swear, isn't it? It's yeah, like it's... a... Um... But what what I did like actually was like, because I think, well, Zeb and, and Ezra at first just genuinely don't get along, do they? Like, you can tell they're not playing. They just don't like mm. each other. Uh, but they, send, they end up spending that much time around each other. And Zeb's always like, Carabast! And then there's one point where they go to a planet and uh, Ezra's man in a gun and there's loads of droids going towards him. He just goes, oh, Carabast! <laughs> it's like, oh, he's rubbing off on him! He's rubbing <laughs> off on him! He's picking up swears. Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked Zeb. I especially loved the... Like, Zeb being the last of his kind, but that getting fixed, that they were all just... Debunked, yeah. Yeah, I liked that, though. Like, that was his burden to bear. He was the last of his kind. It reminds me of Doctor Who, and then uh, yeah, I loved he did he did have a very good episode with um, Agent Callus when they were stuck I, on that ice moon. That was about to say one of my favorite episodes is the Zeb Callus really episode. Good. I, I love I it. Really, I really like Callus, and I could I could tell early on that we were meant to like him. Yeah, he wasn't. If you like, know what I mean? Even though he's he got was, a name was, that sounds evil. Know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was about him because he was still acting like an imperial agent. He was, there was nothing, you know, particularly good that stood about, stood out. <laughs> nothing particularly good that stood out about him in terms of how his morals worked and stuff. But I was just like, I like this guy. Like maybe I just thought he was a good character. I don't know. But then as he started to kind of show doubts, and he helped uh, helped them escape a couple of times, didn't he? Mm. Or he helped them escape after him and Zeb had been um, caught on that ice moon, and he bonded a little bit. 
And they offered him to come with him, and he said no. But then I think um, Ezra gets trapped on an Imperial ship, and Callus helps them escape, and he goes, yeah. tell Garazeb, Aurelius, that we're, we're even. And I was like, oh, this isn't over. This isn't over. He wants, he wants to come to the Rebellion. Yeah, I mean, I kept looking. when By the time Callus is like, by the way, chops to Callus. Those fucking mutton chops are amazing, whoever designed <laughs> yeah. him. Whoever's got a was, but I by the time he's in the rebellion, I began wondering: Have I seen him? Is there a live action Callus? Um, I meant to. That was another thing I meant to Google. Is there a live action Callus? I don't think so, because we, like, we would have known about it by now. Because people get quite smug, don't they, when they say uh, um, Ahsoka's the first animated character to go live action, and then everyone does the research, and it turns out Sogarera's in Rogue One. Yeah. The things that did catch me off guard in terms of that was like like Wedge being in it, and I didn't know Wedge was in the original trilogy until I rewatched the original trilogy after finishing Rebels because it got me in the mood for it. And it just it's just he doesn't not really a character is he in in the movies? He's just a pilot called Wedge. Yeah, I was very confused by there was a fair few times. I mean, this is what I meant about the animation. The animation was quite smooth, not and non distinct. And then it was very clearly characters being brought in with slightly distinct features, and I was yeah thinking, to look like the actors. Yeah, and I was like, that person's clearly meant to be someone. And yeah. the more I, I looked at them and then looked them up, I was like, why? Why are you getting this person like wedging? Um, there's one of the imperial, the imperial commander who keeps like fucking up and gets demoted and demoted and demoted. He's the one. Um, I just watched a New Hope the other day. He's he gets he just gets killed in a New Hope. It was him. He's like yeah. in a, a Star Destroyer and gets killed. And I was like, right. So you in- introduced a character that when people go, oh, that's the guy from. Oh, he's dead now. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm nothing against that though. I mean, why make up a whole new character for two seconds when you could put someone who already exists mm-hmm. in a new position as well? Uh, well, I mean, you say that, but you, then you've got the. The Inqu- well, let's talk about the Inquisitors because I definitely thought the first Inquisitor was fearsomely scary and <coughs> really a good villain. And then I was shocked that they just killed him. Um, oh, he killed yeah. himself. I really thought, like, oh, right, he was strong. Why? Why would you not carry him on in the second? And okay, Vader's more the villain in the second um, with Maul, but. Yeah, the, the the Inquisitors didn't seem remotely as scary. Mm. He was a he was a really good scary Inquisitor, and I was just a bit annoyed. Like it's again, it's a slight general grievance. I don't, um, hey. Hey, I don't think it was a poor choice. I don't, I'm not complaining. I just I feel like I would have liked more of him. I'd like to know who he was. It's, it's one. It's one. It's one of those things that. It, it's a it's a tricky thing to get a balance for, I imagine, when you're writing a show, because when an audience gets attached to something, you either give them loads more of it, mm. or you get rid of it relatively soon so it doesn't get stale and it has that kind of positive rose-tinted memory attached to it as well. Mm. Yeah, I they agree. Did, they did it with they did they did it with um, with Torchwood. The first two seasons of Torchwood are quite. Formulaic, but no more formulaic, formulaic than any other show, because they've got you know a nice little base to operate from, and it's all the same characters, and it's quite episodic, and they go on japes and stuff happens. And by the end of season two, you're like, yeah, I want more of this. And then see, when season three starts, the base blows up, 
and it's just a completely different format of the show. And while you're like, oh my god, that's an amazing development, you're like, but I want more of the season one and two format. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's ended before it got stale, so overall it's probably a good thing. Maybe that's what they were doing with the Inquisitor. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Hera? What do you think of Hera? I love Hera. I, Hera's great. I love Hera. Like, I'm, I might have feelings for her. <laughs> <laughs> you want to feel the soft, the soft embrace of her tendrils. I mean, she's genuinely, like, a pretty character. But she kicks asses. They they do not lean into that in any trope or sense whatsoever. She's never caught off guard. Like wearing, it's not like they did a layer where like yeah, she's, she's always bikini. wearing those kind of like bright orange pilot pants and like a brown waistcoat. Like yeah. ooh yeah. And she doesn't walk like seductively or speak like the the woman from Roger Rabbit. Like hey, little tiger. She's just like pretty, and she's. A confident, amazing woman in this, and she's just and, fantastic. And, and an amazing pilot as well. She's a good character. She's a good, complete character. It would have cheapened it if they'd, like, sexified her. Yeah. Sexified. Like, <laughs> step, the, yeah. step the, from stun to sexify. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Kanan sexified her. Well, that was a shock at the end. Um, little baby came out, and it was like... It kind of just like went, and it kind of says something. Sabine says something like, and it's obvious who her father is. And I was like, you know what? No, it's not. Because <laughs> that oh, child. It is. Well, it's not. That child has green hair. Kanan doesn't have green hair, and she's a hairless kind of alien thing. She's well, green. that's obviously that's obviously the genetic compromise that happened between a human and a Twi'lek, isn't it? And she obviously ha- she obviously has green pigment in her skin, so the green pigment will have merged with the hair and made green hair. But then I was like, but when did they have time to shag? Well, off screen, you just didn't see it. I'm not saying I can't... No, but I'm saying, like, it was... Like, he was kept trying to say, I love you. And during this, like, final... Like, the first six episodes of this fucking final season, he's constantly trying to tell her he loves her. And it's fucking up. It's going wrong. But they are busy. They are fighting, like, the major battles... I, I, and I just don't think there was time to get a little, like, let's just have some... He doesn't even have time to... Kiss. He tries to get a kiss in that alleyway and he doesn't get that, let alone stick his lightsaber in her hall of wonder. <laughs> well, they might have done it, but then not actually said anything. And then he was ruminating on it and he was like, I need to tell her how I feel about her. Maybe the, maybe the, uh, the hanky-panky wasn't enough. And then he dies. And, uh, and Jason lives. So you get a mini Kanan. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't even know if maybe he doesn't even know if he shagged her because he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper's just like <laughs> <laughs> you Chopper, feel very metallic, Hera. <laughs> With his little metallic hands, give him a little <laughs> a choppy sloppy. <laughs> oh, his signature move. <laughs> Please, Harris, stop speaking with your mouthful. That's what's weird about like like uh, crossing species in Star Wars. It doesn't happen a lot. No, it happens all the it happens all the time in Star Wars. You get like like um, in Star Spark Trek. Sorry, half, sorry in Star Trek. Um, you get Spark who's half human. You've got Balana in Voyager who's um, half Klingon. It happens all the time, and it's it, there's there's the prosthetic match between the two is always relatively easy because it's like just a faded version of what is quite a prominent forehead, yeah. for example, for the Klingons. But for Star Wars, the, the, the species are so different. 
It happens once in Clone Wars. I don't think we mentioned it, where one of the clones escapes service. Yes! Marries a Twi'lek, and then there's those half Twi'lek, half human babies, and they've got the like they look like Twi'leks, but they've got like flesh-coloured faces, and they've got slightly shorter tendrils at the back, and it just, it just looks really weird. Well, exactly. It's, it's, so it's, why does he's it, not have that? Because I don't know. It, it's just a different variation of genes, isn't it? It's mm. it's not. But it's just it's it's not something that's ever really addressed in Star Wars. So when it happens, it makes me go, "Oh, that's," which is weird because the the, the 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 galaxy is so integrated. Why wouldn't there be you know? Cross species couples and loads of different hybrid babies. Mm. No, and and well, we we were just talking about it the other day how stormtroopers are only hire humans or humanoid yeah. looking people. There's never like a, a what does he call tendril? A Twi'lek, aren't they? Twi'leks, yeah. You don't get a Twi'lek stormtrooper. That never happens. There's never anything like that. So yeah, they'd yeah. have to get special helmets with bigger uh, things at the back. Exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> I liked, I thought, the cameos, when they, sometimes they work for me and sometimes they don't. Like, Lando cameo, loved. Leia cameo, didn't like. I, I loved that the Lando cameo, they all hated Lando. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we have to go back to Lando, and they'd be like, oh, not again. And I liked how so Ezra, Ezra used that, like, whenever he wanted to drop a name, he's like, I'm Lando Calrissian. Like, yeah, or Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, or Jabba the Hutt, I liked that. That showed his, like, link to the criminal underworld and how he would... How he'd manipulate people. I loved yeah. Rex in this. It was nice to see Rex come back. Yes, and... as a as a, like a main character as well. I don't know why. I knew he was in it. I had spoiled spoiled for me a little bit, but I was expecting like a, a brief appearance. But he's, he plays a big part. No, yeah, he's, he's huge. And then like his thing with well, this is where I got confused. Right. So I did message you this the other night because it did fix itself. But Ahsoka. Does she just want everyone to believe she's dead now? Because she does like obviously Rex. She doesn't tell. She doesn't ever comes back. You never see her again until the very final scene where she comes for Sabine. But mm. did she just go into complete hiding because she was like, if I come back out, Vader will come looking for me? Maybe, but maybe it was also a little bit that she failed to save Anakin again, so she just exiled herself like Yoda did mm. when he when he couldn't be. Um... Palpatine, because yeah, it, it is. It does play with a lot of other stories from the Skywalker saga, but without diluting or muddling the main story yeah. of what's happening. With it all, it all takes place alongside, doesn't it? It never really kind of pulls it out and puts it under a spotlight and goes, "And this is why this is different now." Yeah, I I also liked how I didn't really know what I was going to start watching. I just knew it was called Rebels. And that was it. And yeah. I also knew Darth Vader came in at some point. But I like how it just... Sh- it was re- the birth of the rebellion. And I thought, I've never even considered how you start a rebellion in an empire. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've just assumed <laughs> the rebellion... <laughs> well, if not more the fact that I was like... In my head, if you gone... It goes like, so the empire rise up, kill all the Jedi. And they have a good term. And then one day, the rebellion shows up. I didn't even think how the rebellions start, where they get their ships, yeah. where they get their crew. Like, I liked this. It was a real... I feel it's what Lucas wanted to do, trying to explain the fall of the Senate and everything. But rather yeah. than he made it too political and kind of watered down his films, they just hit the main points of how it would happen and the main 
hurdles. The, the, have the to exciting hit. transition points, the important ones, rather than restructuring the Senate to create an empire for like yeah. most yeah. of the film. Like, I like the episode where they go to they get the old um, Y wings that are getting um, yes scrapped clone Y wings because because I'd, I'd never really put two and two together that the Y wings are in the original trilogy, mm? and they're also in the in the prequels. I just thought, yeah. oh, okay, so they carried over those ships, but that's not really very. Uh, why do they switch sides? Kind of thing, and they were just trying to get rid of them, and then they wrote a whole episode around the fact that they liberated like six of them before they got um, destroyed. I, I only that knew was really the cool. why why wings were in the original three was because I can't remember what the name of the Star Wars game was on the Nintendo sixty four, but the one ship you didn't want to all the missions that had Y wings, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm in the Y wing. <laughs> it's going to take me ages to do this in a Y wing. <laughs> It was cool, though. I, I, just, I just like any time that any Star Wars property combines imagery from the various eras. It just gets me very excited. No, yeah. I like I, I, I liked how it tied everything. I like how it tied to Clone Wars nicely. I liked how it tied to the original, uh, the original saga. Um, it's kind of it's kind of bounced back and forth a little bit because obviously they made the original trilogy of films and. The only thing that they really mention that kind of any any relevance to the prequels is the Clone Wars. Mm. So they go back and make a whole prequel of the Clone Wars of of the of that era with the original uh, with the prequel trilogy. But like dotted throughout that, they've also got stuff that is mentioned or will come to fruition in the original trilogy because they they already know that's all going to happen. And then by the time they come to make Rebels, they can put both of those things in one animation and it looked consistent and it just worked out perfectly. Um, was anything that you didn't like? All the Mandalorian episodes. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not all of them, but but there were there were too many of them. I mean, if there was one thing I didn't like about the Mandalorian episodes, only one thing. I got really annoyed when um, Bo-Katan happily took the dark saber off of Sabine. Even she yeah. was like, "I don't want this. You take it." And she's like, "Okay," and I'll wield it. And I thought, "Well, hold on." Double standards, bitch, because as far as we're concerned... I think she's... That's like George Lucas dialogue. Okay, and I'll wield it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was that wooden. (laughs) That is George Lucas dialogue. (laughs) No, but, uh, yeah, the way she's so happy to do it, but in The Mandalorian, the way that episode ended, we're being made out, like, she won't take it that way. Yeah. What's the issue? You've done it before. What's the problem? So, I yeah, it's a know. bit inconsistent. Maybe I'll get addressed at some point. I mean, it's, it's quite good. Feloni is like on that. both projects, so you'd like to think he he's good at that stuff. So, yeah, mm. definitely. Um, I didn't. Um, I'm trying to figure what I didn't like because I did. I love loads of it. I didn't. I didn't like how Maul ended Maul's story, but that's only because I think I don't want Maul's story to ever end. I want him to be a constant. <laughs> Um, I what? Why didn't? What? How would you? Oh yeah. Okay. So you. I think we spoke about this. You wanted him to have a big successful criminal underworld, didn't you? I wanted him to go to find Obi Wan, and go to fight Obi Wan, and Obi Wan outsmart him, and just like get makes it kind of like makes Darth Maul realize I'm. Just, this is no point in me doing this anymore. I'm chasing. He's not gonna all... realize that though. That's too out of character for him. He's he's literally he's kept alive by his his quest for vengeance and his hatred for Obi Wan. 
So I've, I've no doubt that even if he would have killed Obi-Wan, he probably would have died immediately afterwards anyway. But that's, that's maybe what I mean. Maybe I would have I liked if he maybe thought he killed Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan has him off and makes him think he's killed him. Um, or makes him think he's dead. And then Maul goes on to then try and do something else. I don't know. I didn't like the idea. I, I think he would have died. Because there's, no, there's nothing... He's kept alive by his hatred. And he hates nothing more than Obi-Wan because he took his legs. Mm. So, once, so once he thinks he's got his vengeance, what's, what's going to fuel him to stay alive? I mean, he's, you think of it, he's got like half of intestines. He's got no dick. He's got no arse. <laughs> he, he shouldn't be alive. I mean, we don't know how his people work and how their bodily functions work. You don't know that. I think we, I think we can assume. They're all very similar. Um... I, I, and I'm also now wondering why I'm thinking when I watch a new hope, and I goes, This is your father's, uh, it was your father's lightsaber. It would have been good to go, oh, This baby, it's double sided, watch this. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to see that, to be fair. <laughs> like, or just like that final battle between Vader and Obi Wan, and Obi Wan just pulls out and he and Vader go, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> I wonder, just for that line, look at this baby, it's double-sided. <laughs> <laughs> Does all his Darth Maul flips to show off that he knows how to use it as well. Yeah! But I, did, I, did, I, did, I did love Maul, Maul's um, new kind of level-headed, smug attitude that he has in Rebels. Yeah, like He I winds think... up... He, as well as trying to recruit, constantly recruit Ezra to be his apprentice, he winds Ezra up something rotten. Like every time he's, he's a, there's a, there's an episode at the end of season um, three, I think it is, where you first meet him with her at that Sith temple, mm. and he, he's, he's like, they're both looking for Ezra, and he says something like, "Have you seen our apprentice?" <laughs> and he's like, "He's not your apprentice. He's my apprentice." It's just a fucking simple word like that. Like, it really triggers a uh, Kanan. Have you yeah, seen I, our I apprentice Yeah, I loved how anyway? he always called him Apprentice. I loved that. Yeah. Um, um, Maul was good. Vader was really fucking good. I loved Vader. Vader was awesome. It was handled loved... so well. It was. It wasn't overused either. No. Like, because at the end of the day, it's not, it's, it it's, not, it's not Star Wars Vader. It's Star Wars Rebels. It still has to revolve around the core cast. You can bring in big appearances like Darth Vader and, and Leia and people like that, but it can't become about them. Mm. I, I I hated how Yoda looked. Yoda looked like some like when yeah. you ch- when you chew some mushy peas and spit them back out. <laughs> and it was actually Frank Oz in Rebels, but weirdly it wasn't in Clone Wars. Maybe they couldn't afford him for the whole run of Clone Wars. All right. Well, it um. No, I, di- I, I didn't like the visual Yoda, but audio Yoda was fine. Um, and he wasn't in it very much anyway. Nah, he wasn't. It was it was just really well balanced, and if you can get past the giant teleporting space whales with hyperdrives... I um, like them more than the Lothwolves, though. The Lothwolves are too magical. I I thought the... Funny I, li- thing, I, I like... Think- I like I, I love the idea of a whale that can live in space and travel at hyperdrive. I think that's awesome. I don't know why. I, I believe it more than I a believed huge it more, psychic I be- wolf. I believed it more that you could have... If you're going to go in a galaxy far, far away and you're going to go that aliens exist, 
why would there not be some, and especially if the force exists, why would there not be some animals that can live in space? And if they lived in space, yeah. I think Doctor Who's done it before, haven't they? A, a space whale? Yeah. It, it, like, make, the big, the that, big massive one with like the city on the back. Yeah, it makes it's the most makes the most sense for that kind of animal to exist in space because what is the deep ocean if not like space? So I for me it was yeah. quite like a lot of life started in the ocean, so mm. you know, there's a lot of kind of um, aquatic terminology associated with space travel. Anyway, everyone travels in ships everywhere. You have captains of ships. There's those are naval terms that they use. So you know, have a whale in there as well. Why not? I, I did think it was odd. Like on Lothal, everything is called loath something. So that's a loath cat. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a loath. A loaf wolf. Oh, I'm afraid you've got a bad case of loaf termites in here. Um, <laughs> yeah. just... it, that was a bit lazy. That was like the uh, like the space diner. And yeah. The fact that Eng- English is called Galactic Basic. It's just a little it's... bit. Yeah, imagine stunted. that. That's an Earth cat, and that's an Earth wolf, and you've got Earth AIDS. It's. <laughs> No, they'd call it an earth, an earth, lo- an earth loath cat, an earth loath cat, an earth loath wolf. <laughs> it's an earth loath wolf. <laughs> um, I liked how his. I, there isn't much to not like. I keep going back to stuff I liked. I liked how his, well, you, you, par- his what parents about were the actual, What about the actual fight between Obi Wan and Maul? That was maybe that's again what annoyed me. We talked about. This I, was, big... I was I was looking forward to a proper duel, like, but then when when it happens, it's kind of poetic and it's a a reference to the first fight that they have but also if they'd had a big long fight what would that say about the fight in A New Hope between Obi-Wan and Vader why were they fighting like that I don't think it needed to be I think it could have been a longer fight but without it being over the top because I think you could have had them standing either side of the fire like so that's what's Mm -hmm. keeping them apart and they keep circling each other and you didn't believe Obi-Wan's old now but Darth Maul is old as well, and he's broken. So you could have easily yeah. had them just like feeling each other out for a while with dialogue going back and forth, closing some, so like maybe him bringing up Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan like su- suggesting like he's yeah. over it now. I would have liked I a little bit of that. I would, I would have gone for that. I would have gone for that. That's a good point. Um, but it's it's happened. It's not the worst. It's not the worst thing Disney have done with a beloved character. So no, definitely I'll, not. <laughs> I'll I'll take it. Have we? I'm trying to think. Is there anything we've not talked about? Oh, you know well, what? We've not. Um, Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah, motherfucker. What a depiction of a bad guy to make him. I know. So <laughs> he's he's the only thing like you just give him red eyes and he's bright blue, blue skin. Which didn't, I was like, that's not weird. Like, he's got red eyes, but unlike most bad guys in Star Wars, he doesn't look that menacing. But then when he speaks... Yeah, and, and to be really fair, also, also, also not human. We were literally talking a few minutes ago about how they don't hire non-humans and he's not human. So what's the story behind that? Yeah, yeah. He's very, like... Yeah, that's a really good point. Where, where, is he one of the old, from the old Republic, who's kept in the ranks and has kept up, like... I don't know. Maybe. That's, well, there's a there's a comic book of Thrawn out, which I've never read. It only Isn't came you out Lauren last year. in it at some point as well as part of the uh, Empire? Isn't what? You Lauren? You know what? The one who sounds like the narrator in Clone Wars. Like, Whoa! Oh, yeah. Admiral You Lauren. I'm yeah. sure he's like a Grand Moff Lauren. 
you Grand Moff Ular in, in, in Rebels? Because he stayed with the... I think Empire. I heard him. I think I heard his voice in one scene. So I've, I think he's, I, I I think he's in that. it for like half an episode. Um, but and, not... and Hondo as well. Oh, Hondo is has we the didn't, best. We didn't talk. We didn't talk about Hondo at all in Clone Wars, which which annoyed me. But I love that he's in this as well. Because in Clone Wars, he's. I'm not as keen on him in Clone Wars. He sounds too much like Tigger, and yeah. he's given. He, I can't. He's so. Gray when it comes to what side he picks. In some of them, they make out like, I like he's, that, he's cheeky smuggler, but in other ones, they make out he's a child trafficker. And I was just like, I don't really <laughs> want to think too much about Hondo right now. It's it's a kind of well, a gray... he just he just does whatever benefits him, doesn't he? He's a pirate, but he doesn't in have this, any morals really. In this, he comes off much more. There's never a, a like in Clone Wars, like when you turn when you turn on him, or if you cross him wrong. He go. He went dark. Like his voice changed, yeah. and in this never happens. Like even when someone crossed him, he still played jovial, like solo. And I like. Well, he's that fallen from grace, hasn't he? He's not really got this like crew anymore. There's no one to back him up, so he probably has softened a little bit because if he acts like a hard ass too much, he'll, hmm. he's old now as well. He looks older. Yeah. So he will get. His, he'll get his ass kicked. And I like how he's always like. When will I be receiving my payment? Like <laughs> all the time. It's like, yeah. like you are not getting paid for this. You're doing the your payment is that we don't kill you. Very good negotiations. We will go with that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always that banter between him and Ezra about Ezra joining his crew, but like he never knows whether he's being serious or not. Yeah, again, Ezra Ezra's like wanted by a few main characters in this. He's wanted by Kanan, he's wanted by Hando, he's wanted by fucking Maul. They all want a little bit of the Ezra. I mean, I could... I'm... What's... Oh. The what? Hold on. Oh, hold on. Okay, Google. Stop. <laughs> what got set off there? That was scaring me. I was thinking, what the fuck is that noise? It was some, what like... Was it? Ra- it was some random, like, I don't know, EDM track but it was all vocals of a girl like going and it just maybe it mistook Hondo for Google I don't know (laughs) that was really unsettling sorry carry on maybe it was was a ghost right there's no such thing as ghosts there's no such thing as force ghosts either they're not a thing it's just space wolves and space teleporting hyperdrive whales (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, is, what, is there anything else to talk about? We, I feel like we've covered. Well, I've, I, well, I've written lot. down the, the the stuff we did last time of best uh, episode, worst episode, and stuff as well. I don't know if you want to go over them. Yeah, I mean, for me, best series is easily series one because. Do you think I thought it was my worst? I, I think it's because it was so captivating. I I really enjoyed it, and I liked. Didn't know where it was going. I didn't know where anything about it, and I liked the build. And at the, I think at the end it teases Vader. So then I was like, ooh. So I, I and nothing wrong with season two, but I think that's when it starts. It get starts getting more complex and stuff starts kicking in. I like the simplicity of one. I really like that. And the worst season was probably season. Oh, I don't even really want to say. Go on. I want to hear what you said. Well, my best season was season two. Because of the Vader um, and Maul. Yeah, the Vader and Maul. That, that two-hour 
Uh, that two-episode finale was amazing. I thought it was so good. Anything with Vader and Maul in it together is to be cherished because it's so rare that they cross paths. Hmm. Um, and my worst one was season one, just because I think it got gradually better as it went on, but not not to the point where four is the best. I don't really know if I have a a worse season. I feel like it's one was the best one for me. And then seasons two. No, you know what? I remember season three annoyed me a little, like the beginning. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of Mandalore episodes in season three as well. So that's probably taken mine now. Mm, Favorite episodes. I've got I've got about three written down because I could not decide. Well, there's the one with Zeb and Callus. That's a that's a banger. That's a very good episode. Uh, you've already mentioned the two-parter with Vader and Maul. Yeah, and I've, inc- I've included that as one because you can't really include. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One no, I'd, I'd count them. that as one. Um, the I last can't... battle, three oh six, was uh, that the, the crossover they did with Clone Wars, where they find that battalion of droids that are still active and they think the war's still on. Do you remember that, that one? That was a weird episode because I feel like... I loved that episode. I didn't like it. And then halfway through, I started really liking it a lot. And by the I end of it, it I, I'd forgiven how it had started. But I didn't like how the the first start of, well, we challenge you to clones versus Troy. I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. But then I kind of realised that all... Like, the droids can go funky and go weird. Like, a good example is Chopper. And, yeah, maybe they it it would happen. So, I kind yeah. of, like... I, I threw it a bone, but... You liked that a lot. I liked it a lot, because I, I, I liked seeing how Rex was like, oh, we shouldn't do this. And then he suddenly got really intense, and you saw how much it meant to him, because he got to finish the war. He didn't really get to finish the war last time. Because you see I, from... Um, oh, you know, so Order 66 happened. And, and, and at this point, you know, that... Clone Wars series hadn't been written or put out yet, I don't think. But the fact that he um, had to have his chip removed and then escape with Ahsoka, that wasn't an end to the war. That was him retreating, pretty much. He never Mm. got to experience becoming a stormtrooper or anything. He needed his own closure to the war. And also the fact that it ended with droids versus Empire. Where else are you going to get that? It doesn't make sense at any other instance other than that little pocket of time in that episode that I like awesome. I like as well how Ezra got to say what every prequel uh, viewer got to say when they finally finished a trilogy which was to go to both the droids and the clones none of you won <laughs> none of you won you were both fighting for things that never happened in the end none of you won and I was like yes tell them you bastard <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the clones pretty much won because they got to be the first wave of stormtroopers. I feel they? like that was Filoni's like pot shot at fucking Lucas, going, "You wrote a story where nobody fucking won and didn't." Leave. No, I don't think so. No, Filoni loves the prequels, and that's the whole point. Neither, neither, neither of them are meant to win. The well, the emperor, the empire, the emperor is meant to win, and he does win. Uh, the um, the there was one thing I did think like the end can we talk about, we might as well talk about how it all ends because that's a big thing well, can I just so... quickly I've got I've got an, another oh go on sorry I forgot episode um, Lost Commanders the one where uh, they find Rex and Wolf and Gregor in that old clone walker is that a two parter as well really I don't think I don't think so not that I remember because the first well, again... it, it starts off the whole episode is them trying to chase that big creature with Zeb as the bait 
and then the second yeah, one because he because he smells because he smells yeah exactly yeah. Um, and then oh the second... god he stinks <laughs> um, and then the second episode is the empire that have been uh, know that they're there because one of them like tweets yes. out so which and one again... do you prefer the second one or the first one. Well, both? the second one, because you get the Clone Walker versus the ATAT, and that's fucking amazing as well. Yes, it is, and it's all in the... Yeah, that was, that's actually it's an, it's really a, It's good. another one of the tropes that I love, where he's got an old piece of tech that they, they know how to use really well, and also it's an old version of tech beating the new version of itself, and I love that as well. It happens all the time in, like... Um, what's an example I can think of? Jurassic Park, for example. In in the re- in the oh first... when the T Rex beats the Indomitable Indominus Rex yeah you've got the Indominus Rex which is a combination of the Raptor and the T Rex and the original Raptor and T Rex beat the Indominus Rex I love that I think it's awesome I like the um, how... Terminator is a good one as well where you've got yeah. an old model of Terminator beating the new model of Terminator the D- Dave Filoni kind of uh, kind of addresses what happened to all the clones. Like, they got decommissioned and they just started hiring stormtroopers and you can hear they're all, like, kind of bitter about it. Like, yeah. they fucking don't know what they're doing out there. Like, like they can do anything compared to us. And you're right, because when you re-watch, so, when you watch Clone Wars, they're ace shots. They're amazing. Why yeah. Why the Empire then got rid of them for these stormtroopers? It's It definitely wasn't for practical, but, well, it wasn't because they were better. And they addressed that. I liked that rather than point out you know, it's not like what, oh, they just—it's not like oh, I don't, I don't remember that. So it's like rather than uh, I kind of felt like the line was a little bit throwaway, but it was in them episodes. He says something about how they all got decommissioned and how they now use stormtroopers instead, something to do with like it's cheaper or whatever. But they more or less round up with not like the better were definitely still better, and it kind yeah, of gave, okay. kind of gave made me feel better about when stormtroopers are shit shots in the main three because then I was like, that's because they're not meant to be a shots, they're just cheap labour, they're, they're the drones again, yeah. they're, the, they're the droids so, but that's what Dave Fung's I guess they then suddenly need be about. a lot more they need a lot more instant manpower don't they, I guess, they can't afford to sit around waiting for more clones to be produced mm. well that's what so Filoni, that's... Filoni's Bad Batch apparently is going to cover all of this, so the Bad Batch is going to cover the transition between using yes, clones. Yes, and I'm very to... excited about that. So I, I, I wasn't because I don't, I didn't really rate the Bad Batch that much in the, the few episodes. Yeah, me neither. But I, I like the premise and when it's set. There's not really yeah, a lot that's that's made a difference around to me. Then. That's made a difference. The premise when it's set and again Filoni. Um, same with Fallen Order. Same it's between the prequels and the uh, and the originals. Yeah. Um, should let's like. Have you got anything else? No, I, I've got a worst episode, but it was just a random Mandalorian one picked it, um, <laughs> picked that other hat, so it's not really worth saying. Um, uh, let's talk about how it ends. So it ends with, and this is where I kind of I began. I had a few issues of how it ended. I kind of liked when, huh? With Ezra gets the whales to come down. I did have a problem with this, by the way. Gets the whales to come down, attack the ships. Totally fine. I'm all right with that. Did question how they could defy gravity because I thought the fact they were in space was why they defy gravity. But again, let it slide. Whatever. <laughs> um, it was then at the end where Ezra sacrifices himself because he's got to use the force to keep the door shut so the 
um, soldiers don't come in. And he's using yeah. the force to make sure Thrawn doesn't break out of the elephant's tentacles, which I know it shows Thrawn is strong, but I didn't believe for a moment he could break out from a space whale's tentacle. And I'd like no, the parallel he's... between him and uh, Kanan standing there making a sacrifice, both arms apart. But yeah, I kind of didn't buy into it as much. And then I think I think what he was doing that he was just giving Thrawn all the respect he deserved because basically they'd underestimated him so many times that he didn't want to take any chances. He was like, if this is one of the cleverest tactical minds in the galaxy, if you can find if anyone can find a way out of this situation, it'll be Thrawn. I'm just going to hold him there with the force. Yeah. Otherwise, um, he's going to escape again. And then it goes fast forward. Star Wars is over. It's just about to start the sequels. And... <laughs> the Star Wars have finished. <laughs> <laughs> and... Star peace has dawned across the galaxy. <laughs> and, um, Sabine is picked up by Ahsoka to go and yeah. find. She's convinced Ezra is still alive. Which I don't understand how because they went into space with no windows. Um, yeah. But then Ahsoka is now we know in Mandalorian looking for Thrawn, which I'm still confused exactly why she's looking for Thrawn because they didn't really interact Probably. too much. But then she Probably knows he's alive as to well. Find Ezra. Yeah. But it's like, why would they be? Why do they think they're alive? They don't really allude to. It. He's just. She's just like, oh, I just know that she, he's alive. But why would he be? I mean, if you think about it. I mean, what happens in hyperspace when you haven't got any windows? You know, it's never been addressed that you're at the same risk as if you're in normal space without any windows. And those space whales could just jump straight into another planet's atmosphere and you'd be fine because they're in a a planet's atmosphere there. I mean, hmm, I don't know. I I, I just, do we know, does it carry on? Because I saw, I'm right in front of my TV now, actually. I saw, because the Star Wars Resistance... And I saw that Hera is in the artwork, so I didn't know whether that was a no, continuation. She's she's not in Resistance. Resistance is just completely removed from those two, really. I wish. Hold on, let me get the Disney Channel's loading now. There's one that I haven't heard you speak about. Maybe that's the one with Hera in the artwork. Hold on, let me go down. I don't think there's any more because I'm I'm completely out of uh, Star Wars stuff. Oh to no, watch you're now. you're not, mate, because there is. If I keep here, we are Star Wars Forces of Destiny. There she is, Hera, and there's Ahsoka. Oh no, it's all the girls, isn't it? I have seen that. I forgot about that. And I wondered, is that where it's going to carry on from? How many episodes are there of that? Let's have a look. Two seasons um, of two seasons of sixteen episodes apiece. How so long the, are they? Uh, fuck. <laughs> Four minutes. <laughs> That'll be bad then. Um, there are, there's Rebel shorts as well, and I watch them, and they're like four or five minutes long. They're not very good. Oh, but is what's? I'm so I'm so confused. But I was really confused by how I ended. I was like, right, so are we getting a Sabine Ahsoka show? And then I thought I look for it, and there isn't one. So is it just kind of like left to? Suggestion or comics or whoever picks up the mantle next. That that's well. There's a, there's an Ahsoka show, so I imagine Sabine will might feature in that quite That'd prominently. Cool. That'd be cool if she did, um, especially with the fact that Mandalore is now getting the dark saber back. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, it's a bit weird. But yeah, I, I kind of, I wasn't entirely sold on how it ended. It wasn't the worst ending. It wasn't the best ending that I wanted either. It just how didn't... did you how did you want it to end? Because it, it ends up lined up perfectly with the end of episode six, doesn't it? Because they mentioned that the second Death Star has been blown up. Yeah. So while while that scene with Ahsoka is taking place, you can imagine they're all celebrating on. Endor. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I meant for me that how it ends with with him sacrificing himself with space whales kind of made me a little. I think if it had ended there and then it had just been like, and that's our story and this is what happened, it would have been fine. But then the fact it went, he's still alive, I'm going to go search for him with Ahsoka, I kind of thought, I didn't need that. I didn't I didn't want that. I, I'd rather he just be dead because where the fuck has he been now, during all of the Star think, Wars? Well, that well that's what they'll address, isn't it? Mm. I think it's fine. I think Feloni probably had an idea that it was like, well, you know, it's a good, like, hinged ending, isn't it? It's like, if he's dead, he's dead. It's very possible. But if he's still alive, they can carry on his story. I mean, the fact that it they're, quite, seen, it they're not seen... willing to accept that he's dead, but Kanan dies, and I'm not being funny. They're all depressed for about half an episode, and then everything after that, you it's still taking place within the same, like, week that this has happened. And everyone's fine. No one talks about Kanan, really. I was like, Jesus Christ, you cold bastards. The only person bummed out remotely a little bit is Ezra. I mean, like, a little bit. Hera just walking around with some Kanan cum in her tummy, just going, you know what, I got all I needed. <laughs> I just wanted a green baby. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Is there anything else you want to speak about? or No, not really. I, I liked the ending. I think it was one of those kind of ones that didn't really... If, it, if Maybe you thought it was going to get end of the season, but if it didn't, it still made sense that way, and it, it left it free to... There's more sense of why Ahsoka is, is in Mandalorian and why she's getting her own show, because you've seen that hair story's not over as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good uh, it's a good ending. From For something that I was so um, cautious about starting, I did end up really fucking enjoying it by the end of it. So what would you rate it out of 10? What did it Clone Wars? Was it nine? I think he said nine, yeah. I don't know. You go first. I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go nine because it's 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 never it was never gonna be a ten because it had there was a, a few little issues in it and I still yeah. think the animation could have been it's weird like the animation in the sp- in anything to was sp- the ships looked like it was straight from the film like clone wars did but anything yeah. with people it was just like I just wish they tried a little bit harder so it's but it's such so strong it's a 9 it's better than clone wars for me which I think I gave it a 7 or an 8 to I'm I'm going to give it an 8 and only because the the fluff episodes in Clone Wars I still kind of found a little bit charming and amusing. The 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 episodes I didn't like so much in Rebels I really didn't like, so it drags it down by like one point. No, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Um, what did you think? Don't forget to email us at uh, talknerduk at gmail dot com. Uh, Dan, is uh, thank you for joining me today. Is there anything you want to plug talk about? Um, I mean, we've started some work on the next season of Tell Me Again, in that we're reading the stuff, but we haven't started recording or anything yet, so again, it's looking like mid-Feb, which is closing on us soon. More lockdown entertainment for y'all. 
And you can find that on www.talknerdy.uk in the podcast section, the whole Tell Me Again thing. And you can follow, what's your socials? Uh, at Tell Me Again Pod on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. There you go, lovely stuff. Thank you for joining us. Um, and hopefully we might do something else Star Wars. I was going to do Forces of Destiny, but I'm not sure now because they're all four minutes long. Um, <laughs> Resistance, is that worth me peeking at? I really liked it. I don't okay. know if you will, but I didn't think you'd like Rebels. So. I know. Oh, I'm so unpredictable. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, then I might, I might have a look, watch that, and then uh, that might become a part of itself. But, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Jay. Uh, thank you again, Dan. Welcome. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Keep talking nerdy! Carabast, 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 what does that even mean?